Welcome, welcome back live in the Who Do You Like His studio. I'm Joey Stats. I got C-Note. I got the kid. We're back in studio again. Good to see you, gents. Good evening. Good to see you. How you guys doing? Good week. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. No, not too bad. Not so, not too shabby. I take it. We had, uh, <laughs> had a friend, of, friend of the program on last week. We had some uh, fundraisers over the weekend, and you know, one of these guys had a somebody had a big pick, ticket. Had a big five. I, don't, I don't remember it's what not, it was. It's not really a big deal. This little guy. I Are we talking about mine? About or are we talking about yours? <laughs> don't my sixty-eight dollar pick five. <laughs> my uh, my pick five or your pick five? I think my pick five. I paid a little more. Just a little bit more. Yeah, slightly, Slight, slightly, yeah. slightly more. You always got to outshadow me, don't you? <laughs> Twenty-five grand. For- Thirty-six bucks is bad. Seems reasonable. Yeah. See, I mean, I'll take it. Two fifty for eighteen. Pretty I guess. good ROI. <laughs> Seems reasonable. Shitting all over my two fifty return on an eighteen dollars investment. That's okay. Uh, well, I mean, would you expect anything less? Is, I guess. No, not at all exactly. from you. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not a six dollars ticket for I'm fifty grand. It was the same day. <laughs> so, those of you that missed it, welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, followers. Good to hear from you. Those of you who missed it, our own Justy the Kid, a.k.a. Dr. Golfstream, yeah. struck again. He's back. On the early pick five. Beautiful. Solid pick five. Yeah, it was pretty exciting, um, to say the least. And so, a great ticket structure once again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was, I mean, 36 bucks for, like I said, 25 grand. I think my favorite comment that we got on Twitter was, no, show us all the rest of your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the rest I of them? I didn't know if you guys saw that or not. This I is played. the only one. <laughs> that was the only ticket I played, I promise you. That was it. So this is it. Like all I got. $36 ticket, that's all I played. So the ticket was beautiful. The, the ROI was fantastic. The question I have yep. is, which was bigger down the stretch mm. of the fifth leg? Your puckered butthole or the nostril of the winner? <laughs> I can tell you right now, I was sitting on one ass cheek the whole time watching. Uh, it was insane. I mean, I, I thought I lost. I for sure I thought, thought I lost. I didn't know who you had. Yeah, I, yeah, we don't share. Well, picks. I watch. Yeah, we don't Basically. share picks. You just said I got four going in this last leg. Yep. And I said, okay, so I I just watched the race. Mm-hmm. Didn't bet it. Nothing. Watching it live, two had the lead, top of the stretch. At least by a good three, four lengths. Started yeah. to tire. Six was picking up steam. Yep. Live, in my head, I'm like, six caught him at the wire. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I get was a text from you saying, shit, I needed the two. Yeah. And then the slow-mo comes in. And I honestly, I've seen a lot of head bobs. You couldn't get that was a better head, head bob. I've ever seen in my life. Jose had the two fully extended yep. forward. Got and the, the six down. was as far back as it could fucking go. Literally... Hit the wire by a piece of snot before the six. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean it was the closest of margins. I had like I had one strategy that I knew for sure because I, I was looking over the card. It looked like a price, like a price day. You know, like I mean, just looking at some of the horse. I'm like, if it's not the typical chalk stream park that we've seen, like you're going to see some prices because you know, like just for the horses that were in it, like very competitive fields, but like sneaky competitive, right? Yeah. So the first race, I was like, all right, I'm going to fade Irad like today. Like, either he's going to beat me and he's going to win four on the card today, or he's not going to win a single one. And I got lucky he didn't win a single one in that pick five. So he was a heavy favorite at the beginning. Vasquez beats him there. Second leg, Fran Strike with Jose Morelos on him. Another a 12 to one horse. Yep. That horse, I mean, if you looked, if you if you did your handicapping, you see this horse very strong. It was live. Very live. Definitely live for, for the 12 price. To one, for yeah, 12 absolutely, to one. Absolutely. Right. 
Um, also had the three that came in second, which was nice. Shoot, uh, just side note, shoot called that one out Did which he? is yeah it's the only reason i even like started looking at it she sure. called i was a long shot and i'm like shout out shoe yeah shout out to shoe um <laughs> that put me on that horse for that race yeah. but in the third leg i think you can get to that but the fourth yeah. leg was what surprised me well yeah so the third leg obviously i think everybody and their mother had fire and fire spice, and spice. Fire and yep. spice as well as jose i mean much the best horse won easily like was never in doubt i think everybody if you singled, hopefully that was the one you did because it was like a deadlock. Yep. The next leg, I had five, six, seven, I think, or you whatever. Had four in that leg. Yeah. And you got the best price. Yeah. And I got the third, <laughs> another Jose Morelos whomping win. The seven beats out the five, 30 to one, uh, 31 to one, I believe the horse went off at, crosses the wire first. And then we get to that crazy head bob with Jose, who's riding absolutely on fire. At yeah. When, when you told me at four out of five. Yeah. And I, obviously realize that you had the seven in yeah. that, in that sequence with, that, that was the price play with, obviously. with no doubt. I mean, it's Jose Morelos was the, he made that card. He, I should be thinking almost specifically him and Jose because they made up 80% of my, of my card. And then Vasquez just doesn't disappoint. You had three in that leg, the five, six, seven. Yeah. So only five, had six, three. Seven. Yep. Yeah. The last three keyed the four in the previous leg, the yep. five, six, seven in the next leg, seven yep. definite price play. And then, the best, most fortunate head bob you'll ever get. And the funny thing, yeah, <laughs> the funny thing leg. in the last race, right? Uh, there were, uh, I think I had four, four yeah. horses in the last like, two, three, five, and seven. Yep. Um, the two it was Jose. The three, so Wesley Ward had two horses in that race. I thought, like I said, I was, I was trying to fade Irad, but like maybe he'd screw me at the end, you know. And he was on the Wesley Ward first time starter. And of the two, I was like, this is probably the one, right? Like yeah. I was all over the three of like the two Wesley Ward horses. And so I'm watching the tote board in the final leg, and sure as shit, the other Wesley Ward horse, the six, yeah, starts taking the money. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> the late money. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, that's the I panic the button. You yeah. see the late money on a horse you don't have, you're like, fuck, I'm yeah. screwed. I'm like, that's it. I I messed up. Like I may have made a mistake here. I bet the wrong Wesley Ward horse, and should have sure been another enough, eight bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and I mean, he came flying down the rail. Yeah. I mean, like absolutely flying. I'm telling that, you, that live wheeling, live. I'm like, yeah. that's it. I hope you got the six. The two wheeled the whole way, and I was like, dude, and he just stayed pat. And Jose fought on and like got, like I said, the most perfect head bob I've ever yeah. seen in my entire life. You own both. You own both something. Morales and uh, yeah, and I mean, Jose. they made up eighty percent of my card. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, well, I mean, the funny thing is like we have that rule. We're superstitious. We'll, we'll tell each other, you know, we're four down, one to go, three down, right. two to go. And we've been doing that for years. Oh, yeah. We never share who we have. <laughs> and every time one of us gets there, the other two are always texting back and forth to what do you think he's got? 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 <laughs> he got the last line? What do you think like he got? Clockwork. So Joe and I are doing it. And we're, you know, we're obviously we're not trying to mush. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, well, I think he's got the, the what did I say? Something like the, the two, three, five, six yeah. is, is who I see. And it was the two and the six came flying. And I'm sitting there like, oh, dude, he's got this fucking dial yeah. either right. way. And then when uh, you send the text, like, I've got, I need, I've I need got the two. I've got the two. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting <laughs> oh, at the house. No. I'm talking to staff, my sister. I'm like, man, I think he just got nosed out. I literally think he just got nosed out. And I here's the best part. I'm looking at the prices. And they were all paid great. All of them paid great. I think all, the six paid less they were than huge. the two, though. Huge. Oh, absolutely. The, the six was less. The two was 50 grand for a dollar. And the six, I believe, was like thirty something grand, like thirty six grand. You know, when you say you got four, four in the last leg, and I start looking at will pays, yeah, and I'm like, dude, these are all balloons. Yeah, like, just get one of them. Doesn't just get one of them across. I don't even know how many were in the field. 
Uh, I think it was like a nine horse race. Nine, maybe ten. Like maybe ten horse race. Forty yeah, percent. Yeah. Forty five. That's like a, that's what I feel good. I felt really good. But then once I saw that, like I said, that Wesley Ward horse is six yeah. with I was like, that'll scare the, the shit out of you. Speed. <laughs> yeah. He I mean he closed like a freight train too. Yeah. And, down, the, and just perfect down the rail too. Oh yeah. Like opened up for him. I was like, it was like the perfect storm. Like switch the lead. I'm like, oh gone. no. Oof. Yeah. Dirty, dirty, dirty. But then the, like, hold on. And I saw we watched it live, and then Joe sent the text of uh, the finish line. It's, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Literally a nostril. Yeah. I mean, it was it was very close. And yeah. I I still got that picture. It's a so great, do I. it's a great photo. I tweeted it out after. Too. I was <laughs> right. like, you know, right, Hank, put a canvas of that up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you draw me that, please? Yeah. According to the canvas, you lost. <laughs> I can't make it that close. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was quite the ride, but Luckily, came on the right side. Congrats, doctor. Thank you. Well done. Well played. Another good ticket. Another one. Yeah. So a, a gorgeous ticket. We had a great guest on um, with Ray last week. We had a blast. And last week was interview only, so we didn't even recap the previous session. We had a couple of nice live long shots and a couple mm-hmm. of nice winners two weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, been, uh, been a nice ride. Yeah. yeah Got to tell you, I, I'm going to be afraid when we get off this championship meet at Gulfstream because it's been pretty... Pretty profitable. Yeah. I mean, also uh, some more profitable than others. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this guy over here. Uh, up, 60, off the house on yeah. up 60 grand <laughs> on $76 worth of bets. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty solid. Pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty decent. That's ROI. positive ROI at Goldstream. Yeah. Pretty well done. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, me too. But I'll still be betting Goldstream, I think. Are we, are we not going to talk about my pick five? Oh, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. We don't have to. <laughs> we did. It was nice. Uh, Saturday, small, small pick five. I got to say the later pick fives are a little something less to be uh, desired than the earlies at Gulfstream. It just seems like the earlies pay way better than, yeah, the, I th- than I the late. Yeah, I think there's, for some reason, that people lock onto one one or two specific horses and then early yeah. pick five, and, you know, that's where all the money goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think earlier in the week, too, you know, like Saturday, you get hammered with, you know, a ton of different you know, prices, but yeah. Well, and I think on Saturdays, usually too, you get a lot of the rollers come out and they have a lot of spread, mm-hmm. right? You see so many more bets and there's so right. many more combinations more on it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's, that's one thing that I see so much on Twitter folks that are new, they don't understand. And, and some of them are, are so new to the game. They don't understand par mutual pu- pools, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet the other day where a guy, guy was like, Oh man, I just hit this, this try with a 10 to one an eight to one and a four to one. And I'm sitting there thinking, and somebody else spoke up and told me, he's like, well, yeah, those are the, the prices to win. Right. Everyone in the field had those three horses boxed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. right? So, you know, the pool was split 500 ways. Yeah. That's why it's six bucks. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of those little pieces that gets, that gets lost in translation for new people coming into the game. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for a couple, four decades now, and it's, uh, I've never been a horizontal better. The kids obviously turned me on to something over here because uh, there is something to say about the horizontal wager versus the verticals. Verticals, you can make money, you can you can find your spots and your and your price mm-hmm. plays, but the horizontals, and it just takes one good hit in that horizontal. It doesn't have to be thirty five to one or anything of that astronomical, but if you can get some twenty dollar pays. 18 $20 pays throughout that sequence of five, you're going to get a decent return. Even in the pick fours for Christ's sakes. I mean, you can still get a good return in your investment, but you know, obviously the exponential ticket expands as you start adding more and spreading more. Right. You got to have the key. 
I you mean, have to find the key. You got to find the key. Yeah. I, I have yet to pick a horizontal where I didn't key. And we've spread together. We've pulled. Even a vertical. Done, we've done a, a pick six where we've spent, what, $400, $500 yeah. together. And we've expanded every race and, and missed. Yeah. So unt- until you really go, this is my key, and you're yeah. committed, and you feel that good about it, right. it's so much easier to go back to the other races and go, I can see this one possibly now. Where I couldn't if I had a spread in a different race right. where I can go, you know what? I can add a, a little more value in some of these more opportunistic races. Well, that's it. I, I love the debates that we see on Twitter. And one, and one particular got very heated when you're talking about shrinking the field or hitting the all button. And, yeah. You know, I just love the different strategies and the different ways people play. Obviously, if you have dip, deeper pockets, you can you have a lot spread, more a, spread a whole yeah. lot for yeah. Uh, but I, But you're right. I mean, go with your guts. And you know, the, the, what I love about Justy's tickets is he doesn't overly spread, right? I'm going to go with this. Uh, this is my ticket. It's $36. This is what I see. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to hedge myself four or five different ways and turn it yeah. into a $200 ticket. Yeah. There's something to say about uh, commitment to your picks. Yeah. And I always said this, like if you look, if you handicap, I like handicapping without odds. It's takes away the bias yeah. of where the, where the population is going to be at and where the, I don't, I do care about odds, but I don't when it comes to handicapping. I care what it pays afterwards. Sure. Hope it pays more and goes up. But the overlays and underlays, I really don't really want to pay attention to that. I just want to handicap it straight. Kids' philosophy is, you know, you get your keys one or two, or maybe a two-horse spread and one one solid key. The only time I've ever hit is with at least one key, if not two. Because, because I can spread in those yeah. races where I'm not as confident. That's why it's key. Is like, number one, you cut your ticket down, right? So instead of it being, you know, let's say a $200 ticket, you get that single in there. Now it's dropped down to a hundred dollar ticket. Right. Right. And then if you find another one somewhere else, you find a single or you drop it down to two horses. Well, now you're dropping it down another 50%. So you're looking at a $50 ticket now, you know, yeah, or cutting, two singles, cutting right? four back to three or three back Correct. to two. You know, you're, you're yeah. getting rid of some of these horses that, you know, you, you find the ones that you, you're strong in your convictions on and then, you know, single those ones, go with your gut and then, you know, spread a little bit more in those other races. And yeah, like I said, that, that, Four horse in the last pick five, the pick five was like Antonio Sano, Jose Ortiz. The horse yeah. is off. I think had two wins back to back, much best in the field. It's like if you find a horse like that, you know, sometimes you lose. You know, it does happen. Sometimes the sure. favorite doesn't win, right? But I'll die on that sword. You yeah, know, I'll die and say, okay, well, Jose should have never lost. That was a bad ride or whatever. If he loses, and or it's a better ride. That's the key. Else. That's the key. You know? I think when you put your ticket in. And you're going to single, whether it's on the bookends or whether it's in the middle, whatever it is. I've lost on the single before, yep. but I'm willing to die on that sword and yep. say, listen, if this horse doesn't win, which is how I handicap the rest of these races, mm. I'm okay. Right. Like, I don't want to lose, but I mean, yeah. I'm okay with saying this was the best option for this me in horse. any race of the five or six right. or four sequence. Yep. This is the one I was confident in yep. the most. And if it loses, that's on you. That's on me. Yeah. And I'm willing to take the L and learn from it and yeah. move forward. That's why you get some of these guys that go out there and get pissed off. Like, oh, how does this horse lose? Well, it's and they blame the jockey. They yeah, blame they blame the, the horse. The they blame the trainer. Like, okay, well, you didn't Everybody else is the blame. It's on you. You bet the ticket, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, yeah I think if you find a single, that's key. If you find yeah. two singles, you're sitting really pretty. And if yeah. they both hit, you're, you got a good chance to hit. Especially yourself. if you got big fields in the races you can spread and oh, get yeah. a price. Yeah. That's, oh, that's glorious. Yeah, you get yeah. 12 or 14 horses in there and you go a key. Yeah. Yep. Like, I don't know why people have to shit on people who take the all button. There's there's no disrespect there's no to taking an all yeah. button. You can do it. It's I mean, the race that you <laughs> feel least, the le- the least confident in. I agree. Right, and you want to find you think a price could hit. Right, those are the right. only two reasons I ever the whole hit the reason. all button. Right, Absolutely. or if I hit the all button for third and I try, it's yeah. just kind of a strategic move. But but yeah, for the horse, that's the one I don't feel the most confident about, and I don't 
know what price I'm getting. I just, I want to make sure I, I hit that leg. Like, right. You know, and I've hit the stats move where I've hit the all button, handicap the rest and then like pull put back. it in together and then go, okay, now I can eliminate the ones I know are not. I can take win. out the 62 to one. Yeah, shot. Let me take out three yeah. of the, the nine horse field and just keep six in, shrink my ticket up and still feel confident that I can get yep. a price. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, that's, that's what makes the debate so much fun and how people want to structure their tickets and how they want to handle it. And yeah, you know, I, I always think it's comical one, one side of the aisle or the other on this, how heated and passionate people get about it. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, what are you taking the all button? What are you, you know, what is that? Or, <laughs> yeah. or uh, conversely, like, how could you not take the all button in this race? Right. Like, I love the conversation. <laughs> yeah, right. I love the debate. Can you sell me on why you singled any horse in this field? Yeah. In this race? Yeah. You know, and you know, we've all made tons of mistakes. I've looked at morning lines where I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, this thing is seven to yeah. five. Well, I yeah. have to have him in there. Everyone's seeing something I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. And that's where my discipline comes yeah. in a little bit where I'll get biased that way. But yeah, there's nothing better than looking at a favor and going, no not, way, yeah. not a chance. Not today. And that's the stance I took on that. I love five, that feeling. You know? Cause I'm so much confident. Favorite. This is going to give me the price play in, in the horizontal yeah. or any exotic. I mean, and it's listen, everything we talk about in this podcast. We've won on it. We've lost on it. Yeah. I've tossed out the favorite, got beat. Lost more times on it yeah. than I have won on it. So you just, everybody's got to know their role. Mm-hmm. And as long as you are putting together a ticket that's within your capabilities and, and without extending yourself financially yeah. too much, like let's not get right. crazy. We, have, we we joke about the all, 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 all button all the time. But <laughs> I mean, logistically, you got a handicap. And if you go with your gut and you're, and you're following a track consistently, I think you're going to, you're going to win more than you're going to lose and feel better about your picks and be able to say, you know what? I handicapped it the right way. Just the horse didn't get a good run. And if I will chop it down all single, all, all <laughs> single. All. <laughs> and, we, and, we do it. And, it, and it's fun to do it in the rear view mirror, rear view mirror too. Right. Yeah. When we, when we call, you know, horses that are super chalk that don't hit the board, you know, it's fun to go back in the rear view mirror and be like, Oh yeah, go all on top with this. <laughs> yeah. Or even in these, uh, in these horizontals, like, Oh, yeah. you know, all in the center is great. Or, or sometimes you're, you're, you got people like me that's just action junkie. And it's like, you know, <laughs> I might go key, 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 all, all just to have action. Just, to, just right? to do it. Yeah. And that, and now that's where you get yourself in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But it's a good feeling if you got those first three. Oh God, you get the three <laughs> first keys. Then you're like, well, now we're just pray, praying for long shots, <laughs> but it's scratching lottery tickets too. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. It is gambling. You do the key, yeah. key, key, and then like all for like 10 bucks. Yeah. And then it doesn't hit. <laughs> yeah, you know, make it first, pass the first leg. Oh, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> been there many times. Like, Come on, four or five. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but nice job, kid. Yeah, Thank good you. ticket. We move forward. Keep going. Make sure you put that into a Roth IRA. I learned that from Penny's going in wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast out there. All these guys are asking me for like my tickets too, but I'm just pointing them towards the podcast. You know, I think, uh, it's gotta, cool. You know, it's just, it's tough because we want to help, but that's why we're here. Yeah. We're, we're talking through the strategy of it. And you know, the worst part is we want to help. We want to give tickets, but ultimately we want people to learn how to do it on do their, it own. their own. Right. Yeah, that's a big part, right? Yeah. I don't want to be responsible either for like giving you my insight and then not hitting and then you getting pissed off at me either. You know, it's like, yeah, there's too much risk. You're just like everybody else at the track yeah, or sitting at home watching the races. Yeah. You have your opinion. Yep. That's what, that's why it's part mutual. That's right. It's your yeah. opinion. That's what affects the odds. How well yeah. do you feel? How strongly do you feel about something? So I like the fact that we do this on the podcast and we put our picks out yep. there. We give you our analysis. I'm not saying that we're hitting at a 75% clip, a 90% clip. Close. Tw- I'm just saying 
I'm going to give you my opinion. If my opinion bolsters what you already like and I'm just co-signing for you and you feel confident, that's good. Cool. Yeah. But I would yeah. definitely follow the kid versus me <laughs> at Gulfstream. Um, but nonetheless, I, I'm never going to ask anybody to pay for picks. Yeah. I don't disrespect people that do ask for that. If you feel your analysis is where it's at and, yeah, and you want to yeah, sell right. it and you're making money on it, God Good. bless you. Right. I'm going to give you my picks like as if you were walking around the track asking me what I liked. Man of the people. Yeah, man of the people. Well, that's true. I mean, and there's some really good players out there that that do something similar. You know, there's you know a couple of big name guys that, that like to put their notes out yeah. there, and like to like to yeah. have the conversation. And I love that. Not not because I'm looking for an angle. Right. I love seeing the different thought processes and the different breakdown right. and and seeing it through the eyes of somebody else and how they see the the race breaking down. Like right. that, that's the that's the fun part for me. Not not like oh, <laughs> what is what is, what is <laughs> shoe and Swift and CEO like over here? Like oh, that's cool. yeah. I, I like the thought process behind it. Mm. I, I think it only, like I said, it supports your own ideas. Yeah. yeah. If I, I have an idea what I like in a sequence and I see that someone's high on one of my picks or maybe they're not high on my pick. Maybe they're high on somebody else. Right. I could take that into consideration or I can just discard it. Yeah. So if I'm already on the fence on it, maybe it's a, uh, you know what? Yeah, I did like that. That is a good point. I didn't notice that you support it. Listen, I think that's part of it. So I, I just like the fact that we are just, we've been doing well. I think if you follow the podcast, mm -hmm. you know we're doing well as far as the picks. We're consistently in the running. We don't hit every race, but we definitely are giving you some decent exotics, decent uh, horizontals, and uh, just take the analysis for what it is. Just free advice. You make your own decision. I'm going to put an asterisk next to that. It's free conversation. Free. <laughs> if you have a gambling problem, there is an 800 phone number for that. I've called, gambling. I've called it twice today. There's <laughs> a couple. I got it on speed dial. <laughs> oh, we kid. Um, nice job, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, good job. Nice job. Can you can you do it, you know, like more often than that? And could you do it for like $3 so we can all take a third of it after it's got four in? <laughs> moving, moving forward, just, just take, take your, yeah, your one, your one unit, yeah, pick five and just make it a three way pick three five way, and yeah. then just send us a bill. Oh, the yeah. ones we don't have yeah, an invoice <laughs> win, lose, win or loss. I'll make sure I send you guys a bill. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. we today, today at work. He's like, six hey, I, got grand. Four, I got four out of five today. I'm like, anybody want to buy a pick five ticket with four entries in the last leg out of nine? It's out there selling uh, the kids action. Yep. Selling his action. If anybody wanted to buy it off. Honestly, him. I wish somebody would have put what about it. I says anybody want to buy it for like 500 bucks. Cause it would have been at least double your money if they hit. What are, what yeah. are, we, what are we playing here? Twenty dollar uh, between the sheets. Twenty dollar <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. between the sheets. It's like the Vegas hedge. You want to sell your ticket before it comes through? You want some? Anybody want to buy it? You want some of this action? Yeah, the madness started off quite well. Quite well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's been so much going on. So much yeah. is, is uncoiled between March Madness and some of the big upsets in there. All the moves in the NFL. Yeah. Um, yeah. Free agency. Free agency. Like we're we're sitting here with Pack as Packer and Falcon fans looking at our franchises. Like, well, <laughs> Matt Ryan gone. All right, Mariota. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Devontae Adams is gone. Alan Lazard's a number one. Deep, Didn't deep know that depression was coming on. Did you lose MVS yet? The, the rumors are he's going to sign with the Chiefs now yeah. that they traded away Tyreek Hill. Hill. Yeah, Smart. It's, it's crazy. Smart. He's going to get his money in uh, KC. Like, he's a straight line speed demon when he's healthy. You, you put, I mean, Rodgers hit him on long balls, but yeah. Mahomes can throw it 75 yards. Yeah, that's true. What do you want to do? Um, let's go MVS left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, horses are the only thing that keep me sane, you know? Falcons suck. The Knicks suck. The Mets better win the World Series. Otherwise, I'm going to go into, like, super deep depression. Syracuse didn't make the yeah, NCAA Syracuse tournament. Syracuse didn't even make the NIT. Like, what? Yeah. Didn't you see uh, Scherzer and 
Um, did Ron having fun yesterday? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I like seeing that. Flip them, flip them that first pitch curveball. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, I mean, there, there's so much stuff going on. And then, uh, and of course, we get the news from uh, our buddy Bobby yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Suspension upheld April 4th, I believe, is the end of the suspension. Waiting on all the, puts, the moves. Yeah. It puts everybody in a very interesting predicament if you had a horse in his barn. I haven't heard anything. You'd think you'd hear it sooner. So filling in folks that are unfamiliar. Yeah. Right now we've got Baffert being suspended for Medina Spirit. Suspension is being held up, which means any of the horses in his barns are not accruing points to qualify for the Kentucky Derby. Mm -hmm. Correct. And their only option is to trade out barns. Yep. For races over the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And there's some fun ones in there. Well, I think the sad part is, which I don't know the whole, listen, I don't know the whole specifics here, but if... Any of them did win races. They didn't earn any points because they were under the Baffert barn. Yeah. So if they change barns, they don't get those points back for winning them. I don't even know how that works. I don't know either. I don't, I don't, either. I don't know enough. So they it. still have to go in a race to earn points to get in at this point. So me, if that's the case, if they, if they, the, the races that they won, that would have been point earnings if they weren't in the Baffert barn. If they still get those points, yeah, they got to move barns. Yeah. But if they don't, if they didn't get them because of the situation, which like I don't I said, understand, like I said before, I, I mean, I don't know enough about the the point standings and how that all breaks down. Like, if a horse finishes in second, do those points just kind of go null and void, or do they go to the third place finisher? I would think they just go null and void. I'm pretty and sure. Then maybe if they do move barns or something, maybe they get. So those they moved to Pletcher. Do they get those points back? Now? Maybe, I would. I, I think that would make sense, but I have no idea. So if anybody does know. Tweet at us and let us know the answer because I have no idea. But I would yeah, like I'm to lost in this whole transition. I mean, it's the know? first. It's yeah. the first uh, with a, a top trainer with horses already winning races and prep races that is now on it, which right. was unable to get into the Derby and now is officially not going to be in the Derby. Well, the big one for me is Corniche, right? I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but Corniche, I haven't even seen any movement on, like no training, no nothing. I just kind of like that even works. Yeah. yeah, like just not, not even news stories. Right. The last posting about him was from like February. Yeah. Like, so that's what it's like early February, super six, crazy six weeks. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that horse and I don't know what the plan is, but as an owner, right. I can only put myself and try to put myself in an owner's shoes. Right. If I have a horse like Corniche, right. And it's a derby quality horse. I want my horse in the derby. Yeah. I want my horse to compete in the creme de la creme, the, the Kentucky Derby. I want my horse there. Messi is no slouch either. Like, why would you not have, if you have, if you have a, caliber horse that's able to go ahead and compete in the Kentucky Derby. Why would you not want yeah. it in there? So are you willing to go ahead and just pass over everything in their three-year-old I mean, campaign? There are, there are other races, right? I mean, this horse could be absolutely, you know, they, they, there, there are plenty of horses to be run or races to be run, but it just, to me, like maybe it's just cause I appreciate the Kentucky Derby or that hold that above a lot of other races out there. I just would want my horse there. I would want a shot, right? I want I a shot. That's at always your shot as an owner. Right. When you start investing in breeding and, and like, it feels like it would be your first thought, right? Like, yeah, foals, a Kentucky Derby horse? like, you know, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. So, you know, anything shy of that for your three-year-old campaign just doesn't seem really, doesn't seem fair to the, right. uh, the, doesn't seem fair to the owners, doesn't seem fair to the horse, doesn't seem fair to the whole experience. I mean, so. they're going to, I think the owners obviously can make the decision on whatever they want. It's their wanna, decision. Yeah, it's their decision. They can do whatever they want. So if they choose not to run, they obviously have a good reason not to. And it is what it is. Like, it's their choice. But, like, just for me personally, if I were them, I would want my horse to run the Kentucky Derby if they had a chance. And if that means yeah. they had to move barns, even though I want it to be with a certain trainer. Uh, it speaks sorry. volumes if they you don't, know. though. Right. I mean, it speaks a lot of clock, volumes. And clock's ticking. We're, yep. we're six weeks out. 
right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen. I expect to hear some kind of changes coming, right? Relatively maybe. soon. The sad part is maybe it won't, and maybe it's going to just fall into what we're already seeing, which are a lot of these horses that are winning races we wouldn't expect or getting the points that are in with these horses that are getting points that aren't getting allowed that aren't going to be running. It could be a wide open Kentucky Derby. Maybe. And I mean, completely wide open without even a consensus favorite. Well, I mean, let's, let's look at the points, shall we? Yeah. I mean, you could pull up the points, but I think it's just uh if we don't hear anything soon, time's ticking. Like you said. Yeah. Time is ticking and there's very limited. Well, preps let's, left. let's say they make no moves. You got, you got three weeks to qualify for points and get prep for it. Right. I, yeah. I just, don't, I just, sense. it's not going to happen, but some of the races are higher points that true. are coming up, right? We do have some higher 50 points, which you need 20 basically right. to get into the Derby at this point. Who knows? Like be doing pri- I'm sure they're doing private works or doing whatever, you know, it's just not, you know, we're just, yeah, not don't be published right? works. They're not published works or private works. I'm sure. I'm sure the horse is just chilling, you know, does your mind go to the other side? Like, is there something going on with a horse that we don't know about? Well, no, because I try to put this whole thing past us. Yeah. But, well, you know, that's what you wanted. Yeah. But, but I mean, the longer it goes, the more that it opens up the, the questions is why, why if you never saw it? this horse race again, sure. Yeah. Then what are we like, talking about? Uh, right. That would make sense. Like, yeah. I, but I hear what you're saying. God, I, I, I hope not. You know, I, I think I that, choose to believe not to, but it adds to the whole issue. <laughs> it I doesn't agree. eliminate the eliminating. The issue is moving to another trainer, get their opportunities, let the Derby run, get past this suspension over, go back to where we were. I think that's kind of what everyone's kind of looking for is to get through everything now. You know, this has just been a big, big pain in the ass here, I guess, for the last year. So uh, what, are the, what are the point standings currently right now? I mean, Classic Causeway's on top right now with 66, followed by Epicenter. Which was a great, that was a great race, too, for Classic Causeway. Pretty convincing, easy, steady, good gallop out. Yeah. Strong win. I think Epicenter, Uno Ojo. Uno Ojo. Uh, simplification forbidden kingdom Morello. Yep. Those are the top six that have 50 or more right now. Yeah. I'm still, uh, I will say forbidden kingdom still standing out there right now for me, uh, at this point, at least for distance wise capabilities of going the mile and a quarter. That's just me. I don't know. We got a lot more races to go, a lot more preps to finish up yep. and, um, a prep race. You're really landing on forbidden kingdom, huh? I just really like the race. I, I not not just the race itself. I like how he ran the race. I mean, I'm not gonna try to get like like, like comparing to other greats like that have won. Simplification more than I like Forbidden Kingdom. It it wasn't. It was it was enough for simplification to draw away mm-hmm. in that race. I, unfortunately, the With focus the, craziness, right? the focus was on the craziness prior. Right. If you really just keyed in on him on the race itself, it was a very impressive win. I still just think that Forbidden Kingdom just gave you this. Command performance that you see from California racing, the draw away, the long stretch run, commanding lead in hand, good gallop out. That's just where I'm at. I just, like I said, but last time, I wish this horse would race in like a 12 horse field. I know. And then when. I know, but that's California. Yeah, but it sucks because you don't really know what this horse is really about. Like, yeah, you know, I can get out to the front in five horses, but like. This goes, this for me, personally, this goes back to like Pioneer of the Nile. I mean, I'm going decades back watching this horse win a six, seven horse field in California and then go out and win the Derby. It's like, I just see the same process here. A horse is a horse, whether it beats six or whether it beats 12. I like to see it beat 12 and be challenged in multiple ways and have to run a different kind of race or a tactical race or have to go through traffic or whatever the case is and get in position to where it wants to be. I understand all that. Or epicenter. 
epicenter. I'm not slouching on epicenter, you know, and I mean, we're probably going to talk about that later. Shortly here in the podcast. <laughs> I mean, uh, we got, you know, we I just, like I said, I mean, it seems like I, maybe I just, cause I haven't seen a ton of these horses. I've seen a handful of these horses race, right? I'm not blown away by any horse really. Like I'm not, yeah. there's not a horse in here besides epicenter. Sure. Forbidden kingdom in a six horse field looked very impressive. Smile happy. looked pretty good. You know, but other than that, I mean, I'm not looking at any horses that I'm like, I'm sold. You know, if I saw, if I see Corniche in this field, totally different story. So no one's wowing me, you know, no one's like blowing me away, right. like authentic. Like I thought of how he ran and, and bounced back, you know, no one's doing that for me this year. I think there's a lot of opportunities. I mean, classic causeway, right? We talked about, uh, we didn't talk about the, um, Tampa Bay Derby, right? No. Classic causeway got out super easy. Never really, I mean, it was, the race was in hand the whole entire In hand, yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't even close. Agreed. I read, give a stellar ride, got to the front. I think that this horse can get to the front in any field um, with ease and just controlled the race through and through, right? Look like he could have gone a mile and a half. I'm impressed by that. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm yeah. impressed by that. But then I'm like, again, okay. I mean, the field isn't like super crazy. I wasn't like super blown away by the field. Um, like I said, I'm just not blown away by any one horse yet. I get it. So, but something has to make an impression to you. For me, it's always uh, distance and forwardly place, right? Closers don't win derbies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have. They don't normally they win derbies. I guess it would depend Since on the Since the point the standings, at. it's speed. Yeah. It's to the front. It's forwardly placed. It's in your top five, six positions. That's yeah. just depends on where they put the rail, I guess. If closers. You know what? Uh, moving on. <laughs> it's a dirt race, you dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Get where are the rails? <laughs> <laughs> shoved up your ass that's where the rails are well we got uh the biggest is this the biggest uh point earning race uh one At of fairgrounds? them um yeah and then the fairgrounds florida, for sure florida derby is an automatic entry isn't it well yeah i mean that's high points as well yeah. bingo that's always my go-to so yeah saying that for years yeah and you've been accurate how, how are you gonna down. pick forget forbidden kingdom when it doesn't race in the florida derby that's the exception <laughs> of the rule just like a few others that have come out of california that are the exception of the rule but uh, yeah it's just kind of the the bridge we cross florida derby always sets it up for me though yeah you are very high on the florida derby. i am we got some handicapping to do this week and we're going to the fairgrounds because that is going to be a derby prep big card let's big, ride. big card let's ride clad yeah, we're gonna go right to the ninth race handicapping for fairgrounds on saturday it's a mile and an eighth race nine it's a new orleans classic it's a grade two purse of five hundred thousand for four-year-olds and upwards i like all the races that are going on at fairgrounds throughout the day i think it's going to be a really card although i do feel it's probably going to be a little chalky i think what we're handicapping these big yeah. races are going to be very chalk i think that you might get the prices earlier in the day um have to do some more handicapping on those guys but I would say you, you, in my opinion, if you went chalk, you're probably, you're probably going to be like 75, 80, yeah. 80% right. I'm looking for value. So I'm going to go outside. All my picks are outside of favorites. I'm pretty sure. And I'm starting off in this race with number five proxy with Brian Hernandez from Michael Stidham, four-year-old Colt out of Tappet. A couple of things I do like about the horse I want to talk about. Two back, I can take out that race at Keeneland back on April 21st. That's a ways back. It was at a sloppy track. It was one of its worst performances. Uh, fourth. One, two, three, fourth worst, I guess, performance at an 88 buyer rating in that. So I'm going to take out the Lexington, scratch that completely out, off track. Should be good weather on Saturday. Yeah, they had a rain. They've got a lot of uh, weather going on down there right now, but uh, should be good for Saturday. So here's my angle. This horse took a nice break, which is what it needed, 
last time it ran was February 25th, and that would be in the uh, 40,000 condition race. One real easy at a 96 buyer rating. Uh, obviously, odds on favorite at that time beat American Tattoo. Now, if you go back prior to that, what it's capable of, capable of doing in stakes races, in the Louisiana Derby, and the Risen Star, listen, fourth by three lengths, second by a length, closing speed. I like the closing angle in this race. I think the distance is key. I think the mile and the eighth really falls into the category for proxy. So I'm thinking that, yeah, it's second off the layoff. It won its last time out. Really wasn't much of a race to begin with in an eight-horse field as odds on favorite, as I said. I just think that this is like setting up possibly for a decent price. Not going to be the odds on favorite this time through. And I really like the fact that uh, Brian Hernandez, last time out, really good ride, really good patient ride with him. Like I said, first time over the layoff. So again, sharp for uh, five for a long workout, which I liked on March 12th. And I just think that uh, I think Mike's got this horse in a good position to be able to make some noise. So I'm going to go with proxy at a price, maybe for a little bit of an upset. Uh, I think that proxy's got a good shot. I've got it played underneath. Um, I think that, like I said, I'm going straight chalk here. I think at uh, Olympiad, the two junior Alvarado will not, it's it's pretty cut and dry for me. This horse is improving. The last two starts, last time was pretty tested. And the grade three ran it one by two lengths, kind of drew away at the end there. So I, I I really like to see where this horse is right now. I think it's in prime condition, prime power, um, ready to strike at any moment. You know, the the first true test that this horse had was a cigar mile and finished fourth, right? Grade one, just yeah. a little bit class, but still finishing fourth in that field was pretty impressive. To that me. was a mile too. Right? And yeah, so you're going a mile. Then so now we go... Let's try just getting our you know get our reins back. Open to sixty two thousand open company. Win by seven lengths. Okay, now let's go to the grade three. Now we're winning by two lengths. So I think they just got a little bit over anxious. Try to jump into a grade one. Said mm, we're not there. Got the steady progression after that, and now you're seeing this horse where it should be. It's just that steady upward movement and progression. So I think Bill Mott, Junior Alvarado teaming up here in the fairgrounds one last time out at fairgrounds, which is very big for me. I think a horse needs to win out here um, one time before he can get the win. That's a guy mile. The race rating at 120 mm-hmm. and ran a 101 120, speed figure. 121 with a 101 speed figure. Mm-hmm. So let's not let's not say it was a shit race. That's a great buy oh, rating for the class of the race correct. that he ran against. I mean, that's a very that's competitive field. I just it was a little. I mean, I think Olympiad was just a little outclassed in that race, and that's kind of where I'm at. So I, I scratched the grade one, even though you say, okay, can it compete in the field? I think it can. I definitely think it can. I think it did grade, compete. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely agree. And I like the stretch out here, the extra 16th. I think yeah. that's what this horse needs a little yeah, more Yeah, I distance. mean, you can see that the last two races, right? Last two times out, they went a mile in the 16th and, I mean, finished first by <laughs> seven lengths and two and a, two and a half, almost three. Yeah. And so, keep in condition on that March 11th uh, workout for five furlongs. Yep. I'll, so, take the one, I'll take the 102 and two. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, and... and all signs point to this horse. I, I think this is your chalk play of the day. Uh, $700,000 horse. One last time out of uh, fairgrounds and is really in prime condition. So I'm going to go with the two probably here. I can't argue with that. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a real hard time getting away from the two. Um, I can't argue with any of that. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Well done. Nice play. Um, I'm definitely going to have the two. I, I'm trying to make a case here for uh, Promise Keeper, the one. I think he's going to be able to save some ground on this. I got to go back a little bit back to the Peter Pan um, going back to May, that's probably where we saw him as his best form. Mm-hmm. If we go early last year, Tampa Bay flopped terribly, came back in allowance race, looked strong, came right back into the Peter Pan. Um, and I think he, he played his kind of his best game there. Um, saved some ground, half, half length off, and then was able to close at the end. I think that's the only way this horse is going to have a, have a, have a shot 
against Olympiacs. I think I think the two Olympiacs are going to go to the front, and I think what Tyler's going to have to do is save some ground. Um, I can see him having enough horse to make a push down the stretch, only second back, second race back after the layoff. Yeah, yeah. I think the mile and eighth is key for this horse too. I think that is the distance. Again, just like I feel like that for Olympia, I think Promise Keeper's better at the mile and an eighth. Little bump in class from grade three to grade grade three to grade two. But the big thing for me with Promise Keeper is if you look at that last race, the fractions were pretty pretty fractious. I mean, 47, 23, 47, and 112. So the early fractions were important and highly fast. And then you've got probably one of the worst breaks that it's had in yeah. every single race. Yeah. So I can scratch out the Razorback screw it. I could take that out of the equation. If I'm looking at June 26th, I have to see something in the workouts that says the form's back. I'll take the March 19th workout at uh, five furlongs in a minute flat. Agreed. So I think that uh, it's back to getting out early. So I think Promise Keeper's definitely in there. I Like I said, I'm just looking for a price. I think Super Stock's kind of crazy too. I think the six chess chief is the kind of under the radar horse with Ray Lu. Uh, I mean, Ray Lu makes it yes. a yeah. totally different horse. Correct. <laughs> right? Just he's so familiar with the track as well mm-hmm. and his ability to uh, to move any horse at any any right. price. You're going to get a price on Chess Chief in this race. I mean, and not to mention this horse has ridden in nothing but grade one, grade twos, and grade threes its whole entire career. But I it hasn't won anything. Correct. You know, it hasn't really done much when riding in those races. I mean, it won the $100,000 race uh, at Fairgrounds on December 21st mm-hmm. or uh, 26th. The but, Tenacious, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it... You're running in grade twos, grade ones, grade threes, and everything, and it's just not getting the result. But a very fully capable horse, I think, especially with Ray Lou, who's riding really well at fairgrounds, knows the track very well. Yeah. Um, one of the hot, if not the hottest jockey in the country right now. Friend um, of the program. Friend of the program. <laughs> yeah. You know, he could he could have a day, and you know that him and Jose are teaming up, and they're not taking any uh, mounts that aren't live. Right? Yeah. Not taking any uh, workouts on this this big card at fairgrounds. They're going to close out the— I see something. Yeah. They're, they're going to close— you know, the meat very strong, I think. And this is definitely a horse I want to keep, uh, at least in my exotics. Yeah. I, I'm going to stick with proxy. I think that's, that's my price play. I'm probably not going to go outside of what you guys have already talked about with the one, the two, like I said, I think super stocks, just uh, kind of a unique little opportunity for Joel Rosario, who's a jockey. You've always got to respect in a graded stakes race. So if you haven't realized that by now, you should probably start <laughs> doing that. But I mean, even on the, just the, the handicap stakes, uh, non-stakes races, 250,000, 150,000, both at Oakland park, he, he, the horse can be there. Uh, it's just going to probably have to get that stalking trip. Joel knows how to run. I know it's stretching out a little bit back. It hasn't run a mile and eighth since September 26, but it's a horse I'm kind of scared of, and I think could also be in the exotics. I wouldn't say win, but Joel definitely probably put it in somewhere in the top three. So just to comment on the on the six, like, I've fallen in love with this horse before, mm-hmm. so I, I'm probably not the guy to ask about it. <laughs> so if I if I try to cut the emotion out of it, love Ray, mm-hmm. right? And we we see what Ray can do on this horse as he did in that in that stakes race two back in December. But what I have a real hard time with with this horse right now is when you look at the fields he's run against. Mm-hmm. And gotten blown out by. Yeah. What I what struggles in my brain is right away. I'm like, oh, you got bit, beat by Maxfield and Nick's yep. go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maxfield, but then I'm like, happy saver. Oh, God. But <laughs> four, right. fourteen and fifteen lengths. I, I I don't know what what to, to well, I don't know what information to extract yeah. from those. I guess is where I what I struggle. Yeah. With. I guess so, the angle I go from that on that is that this the jockey whoever it is that was riding at the time just probably knew they were beat. You know, so wasn't trying to get in after. You know, if you see <laughs> Maxfield go out and stretch out by 15 lengths you're like 
Yeah, yeah there's no chance of me catching him. And this I has been fun. Just, yeah, <laughs> let's save the horse and let's just get home safe. We've talked you know? about this before with horses that ran against Echo Zulu, right, and right. they were only nine lengths off. Seven of that was Echo Zulu's first to second position, then yeah. came in fourth, two lengths back from there. So right. you have to look at the the competition that it's up against as well. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He, this horse loves running against Maxfield. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nick's go, apparently, too, right? Like, it's like, just nonstop. But that's what, I mean, I guess maybe that's what you get when you're riding in grade ones and grade twos sure. exclusively. You know, it's just you're going against these At those tracks, top yeah. quality, yeah, these top those quality regions, horses. Right. And like I said, I think this is a good spot. And I think that, you know, if we're looking for prices, this is going to be one that I think you can you can actually get some money on. Agreed. I like it. Let's go to 10. 10th race, a mile and an eighth. This is the Muni's Memorial Classic Stakes presented by Horse Racing Nation. It is uh, grade two, purse of $300,000 for four-year-olds and up. Listen, I'm going to go right back to where I always go, which is two Emmys. Listen, the last two races, I'm going to go ahead and take a step back. I've liked this horse because I thought it was lone speed and we've had people pressing Every single time. February 19th pressed, uh, barely got the lead, lost it, sat second, never really got a solid run in that race, which was the uh, Fairgrounds Grade 3. January 22nd, same thing, $100,000 stakes race. I loved them back then as well. Got pressed, hard pressed early and ran faster fractions than it really wants to go. So the only time I can really trust two Emmys is when I have a race where I see that he might be able to set slower fractions just like he did in the Mr. D. So I'm still strong on this horse. I still want to go with the eight two Emmys. I still think James Graham knows how to rate this horse. So as I'm looking at this race, I'm like, there's only two other horses that really want to go early for the place, and that's going to be the four and the five. And I'm going to tell you what, that four doesn't want to go fast either. That four wants to go in about a 50 in the uh, 50 in the half and a 114, 115. If two Emmys gets a lead, can just even keep just a little slow, dist, uh, short distance in front. Don't give up the lead. Just keep him forwardly placed just enough to have maybe a length lead and still be able to run a 50. I think he outruns the four and the five. And he'll be able to stretch out uh, in the stretch and still have enough gas to win. I've been saying it needs a slower pace up front. I know that kid, you already gave me the look. <laughs> I know you don't like two Emmys. But I will tell you, there's a there's a lot of heart in this horse to try to pass when it has the lead, but still has something for home. It just has been pressed the last two times out. I don't see those fractions going to be early pressed. That's why I'm going to go with two Emmys, and I'm going to go with James Graham. Once again, at a price, probably going to be 15, probably going to be lower. I'm going to say you're probably going to get maybe 10 to 12 to 1 by the time post time goes off. I'll take that price all day long. Solo lead, uh, solo speed. As long as he can clear and still get the fractions needed, I, I think he can win. For a price play, I don't hate it. For a price play, right? If you're if you're really, I'm getting away, away from the chalks from, this this week. From chalk, I think this is a tough field. Um, I don't. I see second or third for this horse. Not not being facetious, not busting your balls or anything like that. No, it's okay. You can bust my balls. Right. <laughs> I, I usually would, but I'm not trying to. I'm just this horse. Every time he gets the lead, doesn't matter how many lengths lead it has, ends up quitting at the end, loses by you know, half length, a neck, a head bob every time. And it just consistently does it to the point where now I'm like, okay, that's where I'm going to put you. I'm going to put you second or third and it is what it is, you know? So that that's for me, but for a price play, if you think it, it can fight on, I think I don't hate it. You know, I'm just saying Sycamore, Mr. D are the Arlington. I mean, all those are mile and three sixteenths, mile and a quarter, too. mile and three sixteenths, mile and a half going to mile and eighth. Yeah. I know he got burned out last time. Cavalry charge came for sure. won the race. I'm just saying, I mean, even scratch the last race. race, you know, last three races prior to that. I can scratch second. the last race yeah. way pressed too Correct. fast Correct. in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. uh, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. As soon as it went out and I saw the fractions, no way I was going to hold yeah. on. 
I don't see forward pace in this race. So I see cavalry charge going to the front. I see two Emmys going out to the front. Um, you might get somebody else to go out there and try to push the pace. Maybe um, that's why I'm going to, I'm a glutton for punishment. I said it last time I'll die on the sword again. Uh, Santine is probably my pick here. I think Tyler got that bad trip not even a bad trip. Just moved too late. You know, got the first trip aboard this horse, rode the race the way it played out. Didn't move in time, ended up losing by a half length. Could have probably got to move sooner. So I think Tyler backing it up knows how to ride this horse is going to be a little bit more confident second time out. And I think that this horse, if there is a speed duel at the top, which I'm hoping there is, I think this is going to be the horse that closes and wins. I, my heart's with Santine. We called him last time yeah. on the podcast. Yep. I didn't like the way Tyler ran that he race. Just, I don't think he was confident enough in the move, and that's why he moved so late. I think Tyler's so committed to waiting for the rail to open like it does sometimes for him that he thinks it's going to open all the time, and then he has to go outside and he loses ground. That, that's that, my opinion. Yeah, I think at Gulfstream, sure. I think you are correct on that. But then that race, he was he was on the outside. Tyler was on the outside. He had to tip off to the outside, get around like four horses, and it was just... Because he was yeah. rail committed. He was just sitting he was so pack. rail committed. He was center pack. Yeah. He just wasn't uh I don't know. It's just I just think he needed one ride, get yeah. confident, understand how to ride the horse. And and that's fine. You know? I, I think Santine's a great pick. Yeah. I'm supporting this horse a thousand percent. I think the last race should have definitely won. Had him keyed on top and all my horizontals in that last mm-hmm. race lost by a half length, closing late. I think the horse has a lot in it. I think the distance is perfect for the horse. But my only problem is that, and it's no disrespect, I didn't like the last ride by Tyler, waited too long. If Adam if Adam was on this horse, I'd feel a little differently. And that's just my personal I, opinion. I mean, that's, that's a wild take. That's my personal that's opinion. That's a wild take. I think Adam knows how to no, ride I the think, horse. Yeah, I think he had a lot more experience with him. You get Tyler one time, hopefully he's learned something in this last that's, race. That's what it is. A learning. Okay. I, I, I see it. I guess it's my angle on a lot of different times where I see a guy, a jockey, get on a horse, yeah. right? And they ride, and they're like, you don't get the result, even though you think it should win or has a really good shot. He doesn't get the result. Finishes like fifth or sixth. I just think that the jockey doesn't know the horse, doesn't know when to move, doesn't set its its internal clock. With Maybe I'm horse. just salty from losing. That I think ticket. you are. I think <laughs> you're scorned over there. You I know? am. So I think it should have been the easiest win in that race. Yeah, but it was a tough field, and it's it's it was a tough field. It was a very it was tough, a tough field, field, and they fanned out like five wide, like four or five wide in the stretch. I, you know, and so like like I said, because the rail didn't open up. Well, like the rail didn't the parting open up, of the was, fucking Red Sea that I, he's normally I, I waiting you, for. He tipped off the outside. He wasn't at the rail. He was in, he was in middle pack. I just think he needs to get a confident ride. He's he two path knows, and he had to come you know? out four wide. Whatever. So I, don't discredit Tyler. It was a bad ride. I'm going to give him one more shot. If he wins, if he loses this one and he sits at the rail, right. you could tell me you told me so last, or next you week. You got it. Tyler, but, you're on notice. You make sure you run this one. <laughs> but I think it was just a, it was a, a learning ride for him. And I think this is going to be the ride. You're going to see Santine close like a freight train. Stats Interesting. Yeah, I love everything you guys are saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love every second of it. Um, I, I see. I see, Joe. What you're talking about in terms of two Emmys getting to the front, if he can clear the four and five. Just I see what you're saying in terms of if he doesn't clear the four and five, it's going to be three headed monster to the front, and it's going to set up for a closing race. This is one of those where we just talked about where I'll get myself in trouble with spreading because uh, I want to take a front. Yeah. And I want to take a multitude of closers. <laughs> so I, I agree with you on Santina. I'm going to go with a different closer. I'm going to go, unfortunately, with the chalk, the two, Sacred Life. Yeah. Classy all the way around. Obviously, I'd like to see him win a little bit more uh, recently. But coming off the pace, I think this, I'm agreeing with you, Justin, on how the, how the pace is going to play out. I see him, this horse coming off the pace. I'm throwing the jock out. I know Florent's been up and down, but I like what I see with this horse coming off the pace, the way this race is going to set up. Mm-hmm. You see 50 at the half. Say goodbye. Two Emmys. 
going all the way. It's going to get pushed. There's no 40, way. 49 and two, still two Emmys. I'll bet you some money that it doesn't go 50. I bet you get a 47 and a half. Man. You know, let the. Last race, I would say you're you're correct. This race, man, I don't see I anything promise you going he's gonna blazing. Get, I don't see anything. Two Emmys is going to get, they're going to, Cavalry Charge is going to be up there. I promise you that. Okay, I'll tell you what. If it goes 49 and four. Oh, look at you. I'll give you my cut. <laughs> if it goes 49 <laughs> and four <laughs> and three Emmys loses. Uh, if it goes 49 flat, uh, anything over no, that. No, if it goes 49 and four, it's well, what, what, two what, Emmys. What happened in the, uh, at the fairground the last time these, Calvary charge and two Emmys locked up in February. 49 and three. He never got cleared. First nope. off, two Emmys Cavalry never tra- got yep. cleared. Two Emmys flew never. back, dropped the anchor, flew back. Yep. Cavalry charge, hold on. Came out of the 11 hole all the way on the outside. I'm not saying that the eight position is any better. It's a little closer in. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's going to have to definitely break, which it always does. Yep. This horse always breaks on top. If Jimmy doesn't have to hustle up and run, a crazy quarter and can get an easy half. You will. You give me 49 and four, he will not lose. You give me 49 and eight, 49, or 49 and three, 49 and two, 49 flat, 47 done. five. No, no, four, 49, <laughs> 49. Uh, the one horse I think uh, I just want to, sh- I have to throw out there. I said it last time. Uh, this connection literally surprises everybody every time. I don't know why it does, but Chris Block and J Love uh, on the seven, another mystery. Definitely a horse you want to keep in the exotics and the horizontals, just in case they do hit 103 speed, uh, speed figure last time out at Houston. Got to keep an eye on that one because I think that's a dangerous horse. That might be live. That, that, that may be live. It may be long. <laughs> that half was 50, just so you know. If they go 50, you wouldn't be close. Yeah. Two well, enemies will bury him 50, at 50. You lose twice. 50 at the half? You kidding me? He'll walk that's home. That. He'll run backwards. He'll flip around, and James Graham will run him backwards across the line if they Price run 50. Play, I love it. I just, I, tough field. I think uh, speed speed burns out. All right, moving on to the 11th race. Mile on the 16th. It is the Fairgrounds Oaks Grade 2. It is for uh, $400,000 for Phillies, three years old. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. Until Echo Zulu loses, um, I'm just going to stick with Echo Zulu. <laughs> I got to see her lose before I'm willing to go anywhere else. I think there's a couple horses here that I can respect their opportunities uh, with recent wins, but I'm just going with Echo Zulu. Joel Rosario, key in my uh, horizontal, probably going to be key in my verticals. Uh, show me she can lose. We're going to mile on the 16th. Distance, not a problem. Has won three grade ones. What else can I say? Just going to leave it at that. Echo Zulu. You're supposed to go price. Yeah, I can't go price in this <clears throat> No, you're supposed to go price. I can't go price in this one. I, I've got to lose. I think there are price plays. Echo Zulu's got to lose before I can even yeah, doubt I, the capabilities of this horse. Yeah, this horse is primed much the best in every race it's ran. Last three races, grade ones. Does it with ease almost. <laughs> I think it's Steve Asmussen's one of his best horses. Um, yeah, I don't know. Out of Gunrunner. I mean, the, yeah, the Gunrunner. And what's interesting, if, if you're going to try to create an argument, yeah. What, what's so interesting about this horse is you look at the works and mm-hmm. the works are never impressive. Right. <laughs> Not a morning horse. Yeah. They don't shout, <laughs> they don't shout out like grade no. one undefeated horse. Yeah. <laughs> then the lights go on. Shows up for game day. Yeah. Holy buckets, man. Yeah, and I feel like this horse is the kind of horse that could have like a, a bad trip and still win by like three lengths. Oh, absolutely. You know, just doesn't, I mean, get out to the front and maybe doesn't hit the fraction that you think it should and then still just resilient. So break, so let's, breaks like the spin away. Breaks ninth. Yeah. 
still going to win. Yeah. I just don't yeah. see anybody keeping up. I respect Turner loose. I can respect Hidden Connection. I think Hidden Connection is your best shot at beating this horse. Oh, I, didn't, I, didn't I, get to, I didn't get to ask it. Hold on. But what, <laughs> what if Echo doesn't hit the board? <laughs> How do we beat her? Uh, six, I mean, come on, six horse field. I don't see anybody beating. Yeah. I, I, I just I, don't. Like I said, I think even if that horse runs a very mediocre race, something that we haven't seen out of this this horse yet, a very mediocre subpar race, it still wins by three lengths. But I do see a good shot for Hidden Connection. I mean, for second, almost my my deadlock for second. Yeah. You know, a 1-6, right? 1-6 exacta straight for all the money. All the money. <laughs> I see. And this is, again, looking back, if we go back to the juvenile um, at Breeders' Cup. Yep. I mean, Ray got a bad start. Bobbled yeah. start, had to burn up a bunch of horse, and then you get down the stretch against Echo Zulu. You're you're kind of shot. You got to get a perfect trip. And now you got Ray on the outside, nobody outside of him. It's going to be hard to have a bobbled bad, start, yeah. Thing, <laughs> yeah. right? So I agree. I, I that's that's who I would have if I'm going to try to hedge. Yeah, and I think if you're looking at hidden connection, right? Last time out, it didn't race. So it raced at Del Mar in November. Had a little bit of a layoff, right? Comes back in February, really doesn't fire. I mean, went out to the front, but just kind of lackluster down the end. You're getting another start under your belt. You know, you're getting back in the form. I think that was a good prep race for this race. I think we'll see a very solid improvement from this horse. I think we're definitely going to see a different horse than we saw, you know, back in February. But I mean, if you look back, you know, two starts prior, I mean, this horse won by nine lengths and seven lengths. Right. Broke its maiden and then followed it up with a grade three and one by nine lengths. So it's it's a very strong horse. I think this is a great horse. And I love Raylu being on this horse. I think you're gonna yeah. get a very good price. And I'm I am so confident with Raylu the way he rides that I will put my money on him. I'm okay if he loses because I'm just I'm that confident in how he's been riding. So that's my outside chance. If Echo Zulu somehow gets beat, hidden connections the only one yeah. in this field I see that can do it. This is no disrespect to any jockey in this race, but Joel nor did Ricardo ever move their hands in any of these no. races. They haven't had to. No. And I see nobody going with her, nobody either. pressing the pace. The only one I'm going to give any kind of nod to is Turner Loose, which ran a great race in the Rachel and Alexandra. Yeah. Yeah. First time off uh, the turf and out of the dirt, took to the surface, no problem, yeah. gobbled up the ground. I think the odds makers have it right. You're looking at a 1-2 in this race. It's going to be $2.80 for the exacta. And I think you key Echo, Echo Zulu. And no, no offense to stats, I don't see how she loses. There's no way I see how she loses unless something traumatic happened. That's it. That's where scratching lottery tickets and the all button comes into play. God forbid, I don't want anything bad to happen, but you know, that's what I see is it would have to take something catastrophic for she could break glass and still, I think, get to where Joel's going to get her where she needs to be, right to the front. And she's yeah. a, she's a rail. rail on top of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would do one two six for all the money, maybe one six two. One six. I like Turner Loose. I do. I've given a lot of props to the last race, like I said. Yeah, I think that was a great testament of what this horse is capable of. But its only bad race was Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Yeah, surf. yeah. I mean, fourteenth by nine lengths with the Florent, obviously at Del Mar, bumped right. at the start, never really had an opportunity. Pizza Bianca won that race fairly strongly and convincingly. So if I can scratch that one out due to a bad trip right. and his first time in a Grade One, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, 
I mean, this horse I thought was a turf horse, but I said it last last podcast um, that this horse was in. I, this was my top pick, right? Yeah. Even with the surface change, I just land on, I think, in this spot, I think I'm going to land, obviously, Echo Zulu and I think Hidden Connection. I think you're seeing stronger. The, I think what you're seeing here is what you're going to see in the Oaks. Yeah. You're, you're going to see these same three mm. Echo Zulu, Turner Loose, and obviously Hidden Connection. Yeah. Yeah, like it. it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, it, yeah. you can't swing it any other way. It's the best horse in the field. It's one of the top top horses in the Derby running right now. I'll take the L. You know? I'll take the L yeah. with the single. With yeah, I will not be with betting Echo Zulu. that race. I don't think in the horizontal. <laughs> I mean, that's my single. Echo Zulu, come beat me. Yeah, I, I just you're gonna get like one to two on this horse. It's gonna be like one to nine. If you're doing the horizontal, it's the obvious pick. Yeah, it's just... That's where the balloons come in. (laughs) (laughs) The devil on your shoulder on the other side. chirping to get that pool bigger. (laughs) That's awesome. I think we're in consensus there. Let's go to 12. 12th race of Mountain, 3 sixteenths. It is the Louisiana Derby. Uh, It is a grade two, purse of a million dollars for three-year-olds. We were in consensus about gear jockey and a bond. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And, the, and both of those, I slide in that. <laughs> uh, it's a nine horse. It's a nine horse field. So we're not talking anything outside the normal capabilities of any of these horses within the fields that they've run in the past. I will say that I'm really, really interested in, in Zozos, which is Florence for Brad Cox. The interesting thing for me here is that, you know, breaks its maiden at 52,000 and a six for a long race at them jumps up to, $100,000 condition race at a mile and a 16th and won it by 10 lengths. And I wouldn't say that it was a horrible field. It was 11 horses in that race. It beat Elusive Target and Barossa. And I thought it was a very convincing win myself. I think this horse is on the upswing. I do like the workout on March 12th at the fairgrounds for five furlongs in 59 and three. The horse will be near the front. I do see a lot of early foot capabilities. There is some speed in this race, but I think a stalking trip here for... Uh, Florent Giroux should be exactly what this horse is going to do to just go ahead and blow this field away. There are some other horses in here that have some capabilities. I'm taking a shot. Like I said, I'm going for price. If I'm going with Echo Zulu in the horizontal, I got to find a price in all the other races. I've given you two. I'm giving you one right now. Zozos won't be too high, but should be a decent price. I'm going to go with that. Epicenter. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Are you doing the Echo Zulu for this race? take. Yeah, Joel's going to have the two of the easiest rides he's had back to back in his entire career. He's not probably not even going to have to move his hands for this horse either. I mean, this horse is going to get out to the front just like or just like Echo Zulu, uh, go out to the front, not look back with my two, three lengths or however many lengths you want. You know, it's just last time out the Risen Star was impressive. I mean, impressive. Well, you know, happy. Uh, yeah, I mean, a very, from my opinion, a very tough field. A very strong horse, another horse that's in the running, you know, and I think that this horse is, yeah, epicenter. All okay. Around. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. I see it on the under. I see it second. I think Zozo's <laughs> actually is a, it's a horse of strength. So I've got, I, I think it's a horse with strength. One ten lengths out. It just, you want a grade two last time out. Yeah. I know. Easy. Like easily drawing away. Joe, where, where do you see Zozo's going? You see him going to the front? You see him sitting back? What do you see? I see early foot, possibly with the lead, could be sitting second if somebody from the outside is going to have that rail position. He's going to be able to rate. I think Florence is just going to be able to rate wherever he wants. Someone really wants to go, which I think there's a few horses that need to get out early from the outside that he can just sit and wait patiently and then make his move. So I'm, I'm going to say probably sitting more of a stalking position. Because he's faster than all of them. I'm not Dude, saying look at those workouts, too. 
I'm not 59 saying it's not. Two bullets, I get it. Three. We know the capability. Furlongs. Yeah. Epicenter goes to the front. Zozo says sit second. But mm-hmm. there's a capability, a possible that you know you may see Pioneer of the Nile try to press early. I'm not saying that he's going to do anything, but he could take a little bit out of epicenter it could force the pace even faster if you know galt who didn't really get the best opportunity or even a run right. uh in the fountain of youth didn't even really get a run and i was high on galt at the time so i think there's a possibility that you may see Galt from the outside have to go early so if you got galt out there running early and you put you know pioneer medina out there epicenter all pushing i think that that's what sets up for zozos to kind of have a nice easier stocking trip at the rail saving ground that's for me and i'm looking for a price because I've already gone chalk the last race at a one to nine. <laughs> um, I'll I'll say this. I, I agree. It's hard to get away from the six. I, I can't not have the six in in this. Yeah, it's not uh, a key race, but it's definitely a key. possible price. Yeah, key. and and I the reason I ask you, Joe, is is the two on the inside. I think Zozos is going to want to go, and Episode is going to want to go, and I think that may set up some some craziness from the way outside in the nine rattle and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I put a, a line right through the fountain of youth. Pretty much everybody in that race, I'm putting a line through. We, we yeah. know what happened there. If I go back to the, what is that? The, the breeders for futurity, futurity, yeah, breeders, yep. futurity. right in October, we saw some front, front pace speed. We had what classic causeway, double thunder and a shitty start to come out, came off the pace and was able to close on a pretty Solid field. So I think if, if I'm going to try to couple anything with the six, I see the six and the two going to the front. If it does get uh, super hot, then I may slide this nine in, rattle and roll from the closing angle. I, I was high on rattle and roll last time out. Although, you know, after we I did see the interview with Kenny McPeak saying that it almost felt like, you know, you see these interviews and the, it seemed more like a prep race, first time off the layoff, that it was just getting comfortable back on the track. But I was high on rattle and roll. Didn't pan out, obviously, found a youth, six by seven lengths. I think this is the better opportunity for rattle and roll off the pace again. Going to be a lot of early pace. Yep. I'm looking for stalking or mid-packs. So my my focus here would be Zozo's rattle and roll with Epicenter underneath. Mm. I think that's more of the the trip because I think Galt's actually going to go. So I'm, I think you're going to see Junior just try to push a little earlier than what you've seen in the Fountain of Youth. Like, take that out. Just got a bad trip overall. Broke 10th. Six length, six lengths, just horrible position from the outside. We're only talking about a nine horse field. Totally different kind of strategy here when we're talking about a nine horse field with a horse that's capable of being a little forwardly placed. You keep nodding over there about Epicenter. That's a real strong pick. It's a real easy pick to take. <laughs> I mean, it's a, the, it's an argument that I have to support, and I'm trying to support it that, yeah, it's going to get pressed. It's going to get pushed, and I think it's going to break down late. And I think you're going to get uh, third from Epicenter, and you're going to get an opportunity with Red. I think Rattle and Roll is a great pick I think off the pace. Roll off the pace is a different angle if there's a speed breakdown. Dude, I think due to the fact that the last race was just more of a prep race to get it back, this is second off the layoff. I like second off the layoff, and I think it's going to do way better. You're going to see a better performance. I still like Zozos. Side bet? No. Oh, man. I can't afford to do any more side bets. <laughs> got to be honest. With See, you. I think you got to lay odds if you're going eight to one versus seven to five money line on a side bet. I, is Zozo seven to five? He's eight to one. Oh, it's ep- episode. You, yes. sold, episode you, sold, is, you just you, you sold me on. I thought that yeah, was you, a all, all of a sudden now it's <laughs> a favorite. <laughs> Fucking kid. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I give you some odds. Like I give you like two to one, like shot. Yeah. All right. Let's move around. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, the other thing I think is interesting is I think the seven pioneer of Medina is, is going to try to go too. That's what I'm saying. She's 
probably should, or he should probably should go forwardly place as well. A horse only knows they go sit in a stalking position. So I would say be yes. a lot of early foot. I would say there's going to be a lot of early speed. I just see no, that I've, Epicenter is going to make the lead a lot easier than these other yeah. horses are. I mean, Epicenter so, did bury Pioneer yeah. Medina down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think this horse, the, the only reason, like I said, the workouts are great. This horse is going to get out faster and easier than any other horse in the field. <laughs> Breaks well, yeah. gets out to the front, is really not done anything other than get to the front and win races. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to so, argue with you yeah. the fact that Epicenter is probably the premier yeah. play in If you're looking race. for a price, sure. Yeah, I like Zozos too. I'm just saying like yeah. in terms of if I'm if I'm matching up horses, right? I just think Epicenter is faster than Zozos. I think it's going to get to the front. I think it's going to control the race. I'll give you that. I'd say if I'm looking at, you know, Epicenter and Rattle and Roll, I think Rattle and Roll is from a closing angle obviously if there is a speed breakdown, if for some reason somebody comes out and does something they've never done before mm-hmm. and Epicenter gets pressed, sure, I like rattle and roll for the yeah. closing angle. I just, I, I I think that Epicenter is that strong of a candidate in this race where I'm looking at second and third, and I think Zozos and rattle and roll are right there. See, I also see Epicenter getting third, and the points keeps it in the top echelon for the Derby and don't need to go out and exert itself as much. Mm. This this is my this is my conspiracy theory. Asmussen back to back. No, I'm telling you, but I'm just giving you some philosophy here. The horse doesn't need to win to be in the Derby; it's already in. It can I mean, go out there and run a glorified race, take in third, which it probably will. Out of left field, Ivan Drago had all the high tech equipment. Rocky's out there in the fucking barn with fucking bales of hay and you know uh, ox shit that he's fucking bench pressing. That's exactly what's going on with Zozos, and that's what's going on with Rattle and Roll. So I think you're gonna see an upset. Put it right here. Side bet. Side bet it all, all you right. want. Book it. Yeah, whatever. Pick your poison. I'm willing to go. <laughs> Epicenter, second or third, not going to win this race. Mm. Bold statement, Cotton. The best We're part about here. this is I'm going to be so far up north where I don't have signal where I can't hear any of your shit when it loses. <laughs> Thursday will come faster than you can even imagine. It talk to me Sunday when I'm back. <laughs> As we're, we're sitting here debating Zozo's rattle and roll, Epicenter, and it's going to be like Silent Power, who's at like 32 to 1. <laughs> Gold, gold finally wins its race. 50. 50 to 1 comes in and this sweeps the field. Like, that's something I wouldn't be surprised by either. But I what? kick and I stretch. I'm 50. God, I feel like Silent Power is going to end up going 99 to 1. I think if you go chalk in this race, you're wasting your money. I think you can key the last two races. Ass man, ass man, back to back, Joel. That's cuckoo talk. That's cuckoo talk. He won't even have to move his hands for either ride. He just has to just urge. Just, All right, you do the work. I'm just a rider here. I wouldn't even watch I'm just the Echo Zulu race. That's that's a gimme. I'm just that's, a, that's I'm already just given. A Everybody that's out there betting horizontals or betting anything is like, just put it on top. That's a guaranteed winner. You team up two world class horses with you know epicenter loses. <laughs> Gu- guaranteed. 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 There's no guarantee on the box. Yeah. <laughs> I can take a dump in a box and mark it guaranteed. I've, I've got, got spare, spare time. time. I've got the spare time. Speaking of spare time, I think it's time for our favorite segment of the week. Live long shots of the week. <laughs> Gotta love live long shots. Can I get you going? Well, listen, I've already talked about it. I don't think uh, if you get one Emmy as an actor... 
I mean, what's better than that? Fucking two Emmys. Two Emmys. Yeah, so I'm going right to the 10th race, just like I already said. Two Emmys going to the front, slow fractions, going to win this race convincingly. If you see 49 and four, you see 50 at the half, you might as well just go ahead and walk up to the window and cash your tickets because two Emmys going to walk in a guaranteed winner. 15 to one, 20 to one, probably more like 12, but still my lifelong shot of the week. It's a good pick. Uh, my live long shot's coming out of the twelfth race. That's Zozos. Um, oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> uh, it's actually coming out of the eleventh race, the race that really seems in hand. But I'm going to go with the Godfather, Tyler Gaffleyone, and I'm going to ask him, "Can you do me this favor one time?" Uh, <laughs> favor coming out of the three hole. <laughs> This horse hasn't lost the last two starts out. Yeah, it's not as classy as some of the field, but definitely has a shot. If there is a pace breakdown, this horse can be sitting second or third. Really like the works coming out. I think this horse can make a charge down late. If uh, the Godfather has what it has in the tank, I think you're going to see maybe the longest shot of the year. Never go against a fit. Never go against a fit. They butchered my boy. I knew it was you, Jesse, and you broke my heart. Broke my heart. I'm going back to the 10th race. We're going off the pace again. We're going to channel my inner Justy with Mr. Block, Mr. Loveberry connection on the 7. Another mystery. We're coming off the pace, channeling some Connolly. We're going to go from a grade 3 to a grade 2. We're going to come off the pace again and steal this thing down the stretch. Give me the 7. Another mystery. Man. So dangerous. You cannot. That's probably one of the best live long shots we've had because that connection is so deadly. Yeah. It is uh, Black Loveberry. Yeah. Dude. Mm. It's a one-two punch. It's paid off a couple got, times. Got some Lasix yeah. going. We got a potential speed breakdown at the front. Hopefully we can get uh, J-Love back on, talk to him about his win on uh, Saturday, uh, probably. Uh, uh, oh, uh, if that, that hits, be, I mean, it's like... Yeah, I guarantee uh, we got to bring him back. You know. <laughs> I'll FaceTime him. <laughs> at, at, after the race, like five minutes after, after the picture. Popping champagne. Nice ride. <laughs> Popping champagne bottles by myself in the basement. <laughs> Kid... You don't talk to a man like Mo Green like that. <laughs> you guys are funny. Uh, he wants to go all, you know, Godfather on you. It's such a great movie. It really is. The massacre, my boy. I can't wait for the remake. <laughs> well, there's a remake. Said no one oh, ever. <laughs> Dude, they're remaking every good movie out there. Every original idea. Yeah. Is it's being gone. redone? It's yeah. gone. It's gone. Hey, let's do this again. The original, the original ideas are going to Netflix series, mm. including what, what cra- crazy one I saw the other day where the chick grows a vagina in a rib cage. What? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> What's incredible? Wait a minute, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll show you. Popped up as your you sure that was series? Netflix? It's ridiculous. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm alone in a hotel room and I get down a, a dark TikTok. <laughs> tunnel and everyone's like oh you gotta check this out it's a consensual sex scene and i wasn't ready for it oh i think i did see here and they were right i wasn't ready for it put it in my ribs kind of with your fist (laughs) oh yeah it's between the third and fourth vertebrae it's dark real it's ridiculous but that's where the original content goes (laughs) what yeah that's mm. i don't know what feeds you guys have on your phones (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, I'm pretty messed up. <laughs> you sure that's not uh, the Netflix and chill version you got? I hope on? you've got uh, the parent controls on your Netflix <laughs> for your dog. <laughs> She's got her own account. Yeah. Oh, dude. Daddy, what's this one? Do not touch the remote. <laughs> don't go to that one. Don't don't go to that one. Yeah, between I mean, Twitter's all horse racing, and apparently TikTok is all crazy, weird, dark. Stuff. Be a man. 
Dude, that guy's awesome. <laughs> he is. I awesome. love that guy. Yeah, shout out to be a man, dude. He's awesome. <laughs> there was one he did, and it was uh, kind of a horse racing one. He's like, if you make a big score at the track of the casino, he's like, go up to the will call with your bunch of goons. Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the posse. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your entourage. Be a man. Oh, dude, I love that guy. I want to. We gotta reach. I wonder if he does. Uh, what's that service where you can have cameo? somebody do a show? Yeah, cameo. Oh, yeah. Dude. cameo. He should have it. Listen to the Who Do You Like here podcast. <laughs> Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you staring down the barrel of a one to nine shot? Bet against him. Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be great. Uh, I love love it. it. Shout out to TikTok. Shout out to Be A Man. Be A Man. Boston. Be A Man. Holla. Shout out to Ray and all of our other uh, guests that have come on. We got more canvases that are up. Nicely done, Jojo. Thank you for all listeners, all the followers. We love the interaction. Thank you so much. Thank you for another five-star review. Another milestone hit for downloads. We're having some fun. We're having some fun. One week away from the one-year anniversary. Ooh. Sounds like a no-pants party. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I got the memo early. Oh, sorry. Big party. (laughs) Sorry, guys. We'll put them back on here real quick. Let me slide these bad boys back on. Jojo, have a good trip, Eddie. We'll keep you posted at... As, uh, yeah, I can't wait to start getting back into the city limits where I start getting the text of like, you suck. You're going to turn your phone on for <laughs> 8,000 texts. Yeah, that's going off. But uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, looking forward to the one year anniversary next week. Yeah. Big, 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 big things happen. going on. Big, big, big things mouth. coming big. up. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, guys. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. Peace. Peace.